Welcome to Our Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm very ill. Oh no. <laughs> I'm very ill. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too ill to record a podcast. I hope not. Yeah, but I'm... <laughs> it's a bit like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I am... Yeah, I'm very ill. I've had a cold since... Uh, it's Monday today, so I've had a cold since, like, Thursday, mm. where I woke up at, like, 3am with the feeling of, like, razor blades in my throat. Oh, nasty. And, like, couldn't swallow properly, and it hurt to breathe. And it's been downhill since there. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's exactly good. what really... we need just before the Magic Fest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm really hoping it clears up before the uh, before this weekend. I mean, I'm going to go anyway, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's probably so just going to be patient zero for GP flu. Oh god, I think it's I think it's like a bug that's going around because a couple of people at work that at work that have it. So hopefully it's not just entirely my fault if everyone <laughs> at GP Birmingham gets it. But um, yes, that might be me. I may indeed be patient zero. So I apologise for any sniffs or extra coughs that happen. But I'm sure I'll edit them out in post. There we go. That's fine. I'll just, I'll just make more work for you to do. Yeah, sure. That's sure. Reasonable, right. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, just really looking forward to the the magic fest now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've spent pretty much the whole weekend just like going through what collection I have left, um, picking out some cards to trade into vendors. Found like considerably more than I thought I had, which was pretty cool. Yes, I have been enjoying the periodic flexing that you've been sending me over Facebook Messenger. Yeah, <laughs> like just... oh look at this spare Ugin that I have. <laughs> Hashtag okay, cool. Brag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though it wasn't even you, just like spare Ugin lol in all caps. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. Must be nice. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just like oh. Genuinely didn't realise like I had a, a an Ugin the, the Spirit Dragon in my Favourite Forge binder. It was like <laughs> it was oh, a really sorry. nice surprise because I I thought I'd got rid of them all already because yeah. I'm using the uh, the Ugin's Fate promo ones in my my Tron deck. So I was like, yeah, I've got these like three hundred dollar like Ugins. I don't need these like seventy dollar Ugins or whatever these are. <laughs> God damn it, man! Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd sold them all already, but no, that was a nice surprise. Oh, the stuff I find is like one dollar pauper staples. Like that's the kind of stuff <laughs> I'm moving that no one will ever buy it at a GP. <laughs> so oh, I found a set of foiled mystical teachings that are worth nothing. That's the kind of stuff that I find randomly not, you know, format staples. Yeah, <laughs> must be nice. Oh, oh hey, this this commander card, which was worth nothing when I got it in like a set years ago, is now worth thirty dollars. Yeah, that's the joy of commander. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the joy of commander, that's kind of going to be uh our main topic i guess this week right yeah i thought um considering it's uh episode 69 nice yeah it is it really is i'm very excited yeah um we've come a long I'd, way yeah I'd, I'd finally get my way we can talk about <laughs> something that, that i want to that you definitely don't <laughs> yeah six, see I, I can't believe it's been 69 episodes already that's a large that's a large number of episodes yeah i feel like it it probably would have been 69 episodes already if we'd like kept to a consistent release schedule like last year i mean things things happened like holidays happened illnesses happened yeah like i had that thing where like all of the water like literally all of the water was coming through my wall in the living room and i didn't have oh, internet yeah, that for a was month. good that was a that was a great time yeah and then we tried to record through your um through your phone internet right yeah it, was, it just didn't work. That was horrendous. That was horrendous. That was, that was really good fun. See, yeah, things out of our, outside of our control. It's not just been like, oh, can't be bothered to do a podcast this week. We've always been, you know, wanting to do it. Oh yeah, definitely. I yeah, think so we've been pretty good. Good this year. Oh yeah, we've we've, we've tried our best. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm really ill right now and still recording. So <laughs> it's commit. It's commitment. Yeah. Yeah, episode 69. See, you know, most of the podcasts, you know, sort of celebrate episode 50, episode 100, episode 200. No, just 69. Nice. 
that's the first milestone and then we will not celebrate another episode again until we get to 420 yep exactly that's, that's, <laughs> that's my thinking as well yeah we'll get to 100 and be like no, i don't care <laughs> <laughs> this is unimportant unless it is a meme number it doesn't matter but yeah before we, we move on to our to our main commander topic have you played much magic this week no not really um Excellent. I, yeah i haven't played like any paper magic uh, because I've just been sorting out my my collections, gone through, gone through binders and boxes, and, and gone through what I, what I thought was bulk and turned out not to be. So that was quite nice. I've been playing a bit of arena though. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, just still just climbing that ladder uh, all the way up to mythic. I'm, I'm fairly certain I'm probably going to get there this month. I'm, I'm platinum one at the moment. Oh sweet, yeah, you've got loads of time. So yeah, I got plenty of time to get there. Yeah, that's great. How um, about yourself? Have you played much this week? Uh, I decided to play modern. Oh okay, that was um... interesting. No, it's, it's a goddamn mistake. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, but yeah, I played Infect, and so, which is uh, which is one not particularly good right now, and two particularly bad in uh, our meta where everyone's playing Burn or Jund or some kind of Phoenix deck with Lava Darts and Gut Shots. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty pretty miserable. Um, I went two two somehow. Okay, that, um, that's not bad. Like all things considered, that's not bad. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I beat Team at Tooth and Nail, okay. which is that which is a deck that plays <laughs> no interaction or removal spells. <laughs> so he just didn't block with Zabra Elf, and then he died. Nice. <laughs> Literally, that round lasted about three minutes. <laughs> it just didn't matter. Um, and I also beat Monored Prowess, which I definitely shouldn't beat. But the person I was playing against had been playing for had been playing Magic for three weeks. Oh, okay. Wow. Like his second ever F and M was like had just been playing Arena. Yeah. Wanted to play Paper Magic and it, like pretty much only modern fires in Birmingham. So borrowed a modern deck and yeah, played played like his third ever tournament of magic, I guess. Yeah, it seems like a pretty harsh introduction to the world of paper magic, but Yeah, it really was. Yeah. I was like <laughs> the thing is as well, like you've been playing and you you got paired against me and I'm playing my, my fully Japanese in fact deck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I had to like uh, I had to like explain like, everything they did and like he was like, I'm just gonna have to trust you. I was like, I can get the cards up, it's like absolutely fine. Like I'm not gonna lie to take a game of F and M off someone that hasn't played magic properly before. He did he did he did win a game because the Monorail Prowess deck is uh, I mean it's got a comparable clock to infect yeah for and sure. also has a crap ton of removal spells which are no fun whatsoever but yeah it was awful and i feel like i wasted four hours of my life nice he could have but been got, doing something way more productive i could have been like sitting down watching tv you know eating food being asleep just being asleep <laughs> would have would have honestly been preferable um yeah i mean i i got a for 2-2 i got a modern horizons pack Ooh, and opened the silent a silent clearing okay that's all right which I immediately traded for a foil promo pack chromatic lantern. Nice, that's probably that's probably a, a good trade, to be honest. <laughs> Is it? You could just hear the hesitance in your MTG Finance voice. I don't know. It's <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of the, one of those things. Like, I feel like cards like chromatic lantern because it's obviously a commander staple yeah. that has a lot of a lot of like reprint equity in the eyes of wizards. Like, they know that card is desirable, so mm. they'll they'll print it like just as many different ways as they physically can like just like it in promo and like they'll do like a promo version in promo packs they'll do it you know they'll stick it in commander decks they'll still stick it in a regular set they'll make a masterpiece version they'll they'll do whatever like extended art box topper version you know maybe we'll get that eventually so I think it's it's one of those cards that like almost like basic lands in a way like those cards are sort of very personal to you and it comes it comes down to your own sort of preference on which version 
you prefer the most so as from a finance perspective those cards are, are quite strange to, to price i think sometimes yeah i mean the cards like just the, the non-foil is still worth ten dollars yeah it was about two it was two dollars for about two weeks when it first got reprinted in was it allegiance was it girls girls yeah yeah it was about two dollars for about two weeks and then people remembered that it was chromatic lansing and just like a commander staple that everyone should play in every three color or four color or five color deck yeah and uh, yeah, it was ten dollars and the, the the promo foil is was 20 Ooh, nice so i like traded a silent, a silent clearing and some like a bit of cash for it i just really wanted it i'm just an idiot <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's also I, I think it would also be a reasonable finance decision to just hold on to you know the canopy lands or whatever yeah I, but, I, know, I agree. I, I do think there are good ones uh, to hashtag invest in, I guess. Yeah, but shiny commander card's fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you know. This is a commander podcast now. Oh, yeah, it's my podcast now. Cool, so do we want to start talking about commando? I guess so. Uh, I think the, the probably the best place to start would be the brand new commander 2019 decks that we, we have every deck list for now. Yep, preview hype train keeps on going. Yeah, it is constantly preview season. I mean, technically it's not preview season this week, but I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get something at like Magic Fest Vegas, which is next week. Oh yeah, there's got to be. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we've just come off this, and then you know, I've spent, I'm spending this week getting excited about um, Magic Fest Birmingham. Mm. Um, I just gotta, I've got to calm down. Everything's <laughs> too exciting. I mean, this one, like the Commander spoilers, I cared less about. Yeah. So I mean I'm I'm very much a commander player. Like I think it's my it's it's sort of like my second format after Legacy. Yeah. But I just couldn't be bothered to put the energy into following the spoilers because I mean they only came out the, the spoilers came out pretty much over four days, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, we so we like got, a, I think it was like a complete deck spoiled each day over last week. Mm-hmm. So like we had a few of the um, commander podcasts that exist doing like a spoiled like one card each, which was cool. But basically we got them all over like a week, so we we knew like ten or twelve cards going into last week yeah. and then we just sort of all got them all at once um, and the command zone specifically did uh, like a, a mini breakdown of each deck every day which was which was cool yeah that's cool increasing their monopoly on the <laughs> commander content game because <laughs> <laughs> which is the coach just like you know you are you are the command the commander podcast that's what you're allowed to do but yeah they've, they've been cool so i've sort of caught, caught up eventually just looking through the deck lists um i have personally pre-ordered the naya one nice the popular one you don't mean that <laughs> i think you said that that nice with such little conviction hey the naya one has the egg commander in there <laughs> it does have the egg commander i'm not building the egg commander i'm building oh, the Lord. oh no <laughs> i'm building i'm building the gear red one there's no like what i think I think there are four legal eggs. There, yeah, Commander. there are four legal egg creatures, not including changelings. Obviously, there's loads if you include changelings. But yeah, kind of be a bit cheeky and play stuff like Dingus Egg and then stuff like Chromatic Sphere and Chromatic Star because they get called eggs. God damn it, that sounds miserable. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so bad. It's, it's not good, but, it's, uh, <laughs> but it is eggs. It is, it is eggs. That's the most important thing. Um, we are an That's egg, not egg. good, but it's eggs. <laughs> We're an egg podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> this is an egg podcast. Um, so yeah, I mean, as someone that uh, hates Commander with all of his heart, <laughs> how do you feel about the spoilers? Uh, so some of them are really cool. Uh, I think it's really cool when we get to see like cards printed that just might not have a home elsewhere. Uh, so mm-hmm. the, one of the things I do like about the commander sets so that they do get a reprint, or I guess print um, for the first time, like sort of characters from from Magic's past. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so in in these ones, we've got like a like Chainer got a card, which is really cool. Uh, Gerard has a new card now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chainer had a card before, right? Chainer, yeah, Chainer did have a card before. This one's cool. Uh, Volrath mm-hmm. has a card, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, Gerard had a card before as well, but I, I think this one is is a lot cooler. Yeah, uh, and I do like some of the j- just some of the new cards. I always I always like seeing new cards. Like I know spoiler season fatigue is a thing, but new cards are new cards, and you see a lot of unique cards i think for want of a better term in uh in commander products and they don't really come come more unique than a pramacon sky rampart do they <laughs> it's a hell of a card that is that's probably probably my favorite card that i've seen spoiled from these it's it's so bizarre it's it's just incredible yeah it's a very weird card because they were like tease every, people have wanted for some reason, magic players want a lot of weird things, like you know, a legendary creature fibblefib card. Yeah. Um, people have wanted a legendary wall for like a long time. Yeah. Just a sort of a meme, I think. I'm pretty sure it's just a meme. People don't actually want to play like a legendary because if you're going to play like a wall tribal deck, you play like Arcades, right? Yeah. Which is like actively good. But this is just a legendary wall that has nothing to do with walls. It just happens to be one. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I guess we have that now. It's a thing that exists. Yeah. I just love that it kind of looks like Ramiel from Evangelion. I mean, I love all of the political things that people have been yeah. saying. About it. That's been my favorite thing about yeah. it. Yeah. It's a red, white, and blue wall. <laughs> Make you yeah. choose between the left and right. I I can think of at least one reference to current political standings. <laughs> it's just like, I don't uh, know. We're a politics podcast now. Uh, we've always been a politics podcast. No, wait, no. We're a magic podcast that has two people on it who have incredibly political Twitters. That's what it is. Yeah. Actually, no, your, your Twitter isn't that political. It's just me. <laughs> it's just me going off all the time into the void. Um, yeah, so if this isn't intentional, then it's a hilarious coincidence. Yeah. If it is intentional, it's kind of ham-fisted. Mm. Right, like it's just like Agreed. it's red, white, and blue, it's and it's very warm, on the nose, and it says right and left on it. <laughs> like <laughs> American politics. Uh, yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, <laughs> "That's funny," and then I thought about it, I was like, oh, "That's kind of, I don't know, I don't know how it's I'm, it's, it's, it's bone, like." Right? Yeah, right, and it's like also not not a very good commander. Yeah, <laughs> like it's the it's the kind of deck that people are like, oh, I'll build this. This seems fun and cool, and you're like, oh, this does nothing. <laughs> this is no fun whatsoever. Because what does that deck look like, right? So it's like Just so walls. when it's a battlefield, yeah, but that's not like because the commander says right, like um, when it's a battlefield, choose left or right. You can, players can only attack the player in that direction, right? Yeah. Um, so you can only attack the player to your left or the right or whatever. So like, okay, well, what does the rest of the deck look like? Like what 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 does that entice you to build in terms of like the flavor of your deck the theme of your deck what you want what you want the rest of your cards to do are they just meant to be walls maybe i guess your win condition could be uh what's the red wall that deals damage equals the number of walls i, I have no idea <laughs> that one that could be a win condition i guess it just seems kind of boring whereas you, you compare it to like i don't know volrath or the sultai morph commander yeah then there's clearly like build paths and you can like build them and they're kind of on rails a bit but like you can still build your own deck in those things but like you look at this like big wall thing and you're like okay this is funny but what, what am i going to put in the deck <laughs> yeah i think a lot, a lot of the a lot of the spoilers are, have been cool like the, the, the decks look very cool um a lot of the cards the reprints are fine i guess yeah i was having a look through the reprints and there are a lot of reprints that are from like very recent sets which i, I feel like mm-hmm. hasn't really been the, the case in the past no there's stuff like i mean i think chemist's insights in one of the decks yeah eldest reborns in one of them 
like yeah. Faith of the just Devoted like, from like Arm and Cat. Yeah, it's like cards yeah, yeah you go through standard. it and it's just like there's like Ixalan cards. There's like plenty of cards that are still in standard, mm-hmm. like reprinted in these decks. Yeah, which is kind of weird. Like I understand that they fit, they fit, they fit the theme well, um, and they, they, you know, they work and they make sense. But it's just kind of like we like Commander products. I mean, Commander products are good because they introduce maybe some new players or players haven't been playing for that long to older cards and like oh look at these commander cards that you didn't know existed that you can play and then they just like print chemists insight and um elders reborn you're like oh i I know these cards i own these cards (laughs) like um which is kind of annoying like and it's it's cards that people definitely have so it kind of like loses that excitement factor and loses sort of some value because like when you buy a commander deck you get loads of new cards that you can add to your commander deck so you can build with that commander deck you're like well i already owned like five of these cards because i've opened booster packs in the last 12 months yeah which kind of kind of feels bad but i, I like that what the commander precons like the preconstructed decks offer yeah definitely people people are very it's very people are very sort of divided on it um i think because people don't know what they want i think wizards know what 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 they want the commander decks to be yeah they want it to be fun, to sort of be... I mean, that's that's the thing, right? They want it to be fun, they want it to be playable, they want it to create good games between the players that are playing them. Yeah. Whereas Commander players are like, why didn't you reprint this $30 card in this $40 pre-constructed deck, and why don't I have loads of reprints, and why don't I have a new exciting card that's busted, and, like, all of this stuff. Um, and they're much... I mean, they're quite close to, like, the Planeswalker decks or, like, the Jewel decks. Yeah, very much so. Like, they do they do seem like, I guess, for want of a better term, like, like the entry-level product into that mm-hmm. format. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what they exist for, and that's great. And, I mean, I'm excited to get them. And they, they, But they're still very powerful because they're... You don't... The thing with Commander is you don't need to spend a lot of money or put a lot of value into a deck for it to be powerful. Yeah. So, like, the most expensive cards in these decks... I can't, I can't think of them specifically. Maybe I should have pre- prepared more for this podcast, but I've been ill. Um... Like the most expensive card in one in the deck is like fifteen dollars or something like that. Yeah, and that's currently and that's before all of these cards have been opened and packs and more in circulation. But like that isn't what these exist for. Like the value is definitely there if you add up all the cards, like you get to a higher value. Like if you were to buy each one of them individually, you, you would it would cost you more than buying this precon. But that doesn't mean that if you sold all these cards, you would make that much money. All of that stuff, but like it's a convenience sort of thing, right? So you like buy all these cards, and there's a playable deck in your hands, yeah, and you definitely. can tune it and stuff. That's why they exist. But I mean, yeah, they seem really cool. Like there's cards like uh, Krik, Krik, that turns all your black mana into Phyrexian mana for some yeah. reason. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's one of those cards that like. As soon as it was spoiled, you had like it reminds me a lot of uh, like Bolas of Citadel. Like you had a lot of people in the uh, the storm groups that I'm in on on Facebook and other social media channels, uh, kind of trying to shoehorn it into whatever deck they can because that card seems ridiculous. I think it's just too expensive to be sticking into a storm deck. But what four mana? Yeah, yeah. I think I think the four mana is just a bit too much. Turn one, right? Yeah, yeah. Swamp, dark ritual, dark ritual, correct. <laughs> Then I don't know. Ritual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Another the ritual for free. That's it. Like, like, nah. It's it's just it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not doing anything more than the deck already does. But yeah, that's true. It's uh, it's certainly an interesting card. I think definitely. I want to see if I can break it in vintage. <laughs> It's not what you say about pretty much every card. Oh yeah, <laughs> this card is good. Yeah, I want to but the, especially ones with Phyrexian mana symbols, though. Oh hell yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. There's potential for it to be busted, but like, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these 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 decks are cool. I'm just a, like everyone. People, magic players just want to complain about this every time. Like, why didn't you put all these reprints in? Why didn't you put this expensive card in? And it's not. It's 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 really not what they exist for. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's. It's strange because in the past, I feel like we have seen 
cases where they have reprinted, you know, like very desirable cards, very expensive cards. But in recent years, they really have trended away from that and trended more towards sort of accessibility to the format and sort of, I guess, developing all, all of the new cards because like all of the new cards are always fantastic. Whereas yeah, absolutely. I think, I think in, in the past, they've always been either a bit of a dud or just problematic for other formats. Uh, looking at you, True Name Nemesis. Yeah, and then Flusterstorm, right? Yeah. These, I mean, uh, Flusterstorm was great. Flusterstorm was necessary. Flusterstorm was sweet, yeah. Um, but yeah, True Name Nemesis uh, was a sort of a mistake. problem. <laughs> it was a mistake. But this is the thing, like Commander decks, like Commander is now wizard's most marketable product right the most marketable format at least um there's a much heavier focus now than there ever has been in standard packs like in standard sets on commander playable cards on sweet legendary creatures on big splashy effects um stuff that you you open a pack and you think oh this is commander playable i want this um which has like been a meme forever, right? When <laughs> you open a crap rare and you're like, "Oh, commander playable," but like they're actually focusing on that now, so you get sweet new legends and stuff. Um, so this, like, they, it feels like they're putting with every release, they're putting more and more thought into it. There's more and more design that goes into it. There's more and more cards that play well together. There's more synergy within the decks because if you look back to like the 2011 precons, the 2013 precons, they were just a bunch of good cards, like 30 percent of which played well with the commander that they gave you, and it was just sort of a deck, right? Yeah. But no, it's like heavily synergy based, like everything works and makes sense with each other. And even the three legends, like they all have kind of a link with each other rather than just being sort of three legends in different colors or in the, in the same colors. Yeah. So it's um, it just feels like they're going from strength to strength with the commander deck specifically. And they have to be because it's it's honestly is their most popular, um, the most popular format, I think, for in terms of like selling cards. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think I think they're very well aware of that as well. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at like like. Magic Fest Vegas, obviously their their big sort of flagship event. Like this year is like the first year they're doing this proper like commander celebration, and they're having like a special Sol Ring promo just for the commander events. And mm-hmm. it is there's something I think they are very aware of of just how popular commander is. Yeah, it's just it, it's it's their biggest format, and if if it's not commander, then it's kind of kitchen table casual magic, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Which is the which is the magic that most magic players play, right? Yeah. Um, and for them, like commander cards are even if they don't know about commander, commander cards are exciting for them, right? Like this big stupid splashy card that I can play against my friends. Um, yeah, definitely. On a random afternoon, like, and they know that, and they're less interested in it. It makes less sense to print a fatal push or uh, to fairy time raveler or an R set. Yeah, it makes less sense for them to do that than it does to print like a um, Zakama, right? Yeah, <laughs> or, definitely. Like I'm trying to think of or an Ilhag, right? Yeah. I'm the only person that's excited by that as a commander. Um, but it makes more sense to do that, and like I think that's that's what's been good about these commander decks. And also, you get to put all the flavor in there. You get to put some sweet new characters, uh, some sweet old characters, like, um, and give them a new lease of life and introduce them to a new generation of players. It's all just very cool. Um, whether they're actually worth buying for thirty pounds or not is a different discussion. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of think they are like trend like. You look at the trends like it would show that, yeah, absolutely they are. They are pretty much always just just worth the money. Mm-hmm. Like if not like right away, then they'll get there. Give it a year. Yeah, I think what's interesting is like before, um, when I bought precons, I bought it and I was like, I want to play this deck, and then basically ended up keeping about three cards in the deck and playing the commander. Yeah, like that happened when I bought uh, a Traxxer, and it happened when I bought. Lord Wingrace. I was like, I want to build this deck. And I'm like, okay, well, I could have just spent ten pounds total on these four cards and the commander, yeah. and then built my own deck. But with this one, like I've been, so I've been like building a a, a Gered deck, the the Nye one, 
yeah. put it together and i want like at least 12 15 of the cards that come with the deck if not more and like the ones that I, the other ones like it's probably 30 that already come in the pre-con that i would put in that deck anyway yeah but i have different versions of them so i'm like i'm still going to keep most of the deck together and then add my own stuff um and it seems like everything just seems slightly better than it has been it's going from it's it's like a lot more synergistic there's a lot more playable cards in the decks than there have been before yeah definitely and i i do love that they they include a sort of variety of staples in each of the decks as well like they always print soul ring in every deck because it's it's gonna turn up in every single commander deck at your table anyway so yep. i like that they give you a soul ring in the deck they give you like a variety of, of different lands and even stuff like like evolving wilds terramorphic expanse just the kind of like essentials you'll stick in in most commander decks mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's cards everyone needs like everyone needs cultivates everyone needs soul rings everyone needs command towers um but yeah the, these these are really really exciting i'm excited to to see the new cards in action i think at this yeah. point and get my hands on them do you think any of them will see any play in format test either commander uh the new ones no i don't think so i think they've learned from they need to make them like cost prohibitive yeah yeah than, like, Ag- agreed i think the the only one I've really seen any any talk about um, is, is uh, Angie Falconrath. I know people have been talking about potentially trying to build something in Legacy around that, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's possible. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if they printed Trino Nemesis today, it would cost like five mana. Yeah, oh, like, yeah they've easily. learned. They've learned. They've learned from their mistakes um, and and stuff like that. And we haven't had like anything like that. We haven't had sort of a Legacy or Vintage playable Commander card in quite some time. I don't think. Yeah, no, I, I would agree there definitely. I can't think of one at least. I'm going to sound really stupid if it's like an obvious one that I haven't thought of. Yeah, I think the the last the last one that last one that I can that I can remember that I guess tried to to make any sort of impact was was Vile Smasher. I think. Yeah, Vile Smasher saw some play. I guess Kess as well saw some play in, in Legacy for a while. Yeah. Um, but not nothing as ubiquitous as Flusterstorm and Trino Nemesis, right? Yeah, definitely. There were sort of like format specific staples, format for like sorry deck specific and not even staples, but deck specific cards rather yeah. than just like. If you're playing blue, you should play some of these cards. Was uh, was Baleful Strix a commander card? It was a Plane Chase card. Plane Chase, ah, yeah. Plane Chase 2012, and then uh, Commander 13 was yeah. reprinted. Yeah, see, I have a knowledge of these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think those are the two big ones, right? I, I, I can't think of Maybe there is. Maybe there's something like, I'm really missing out on. I know, like, um, Titania saw some play from the C14 decks for a bit in, like, Loam-type decks, yeah. which is a value thing for sacrificing your lands and stuff uh but i don't think there's anything particularly egregious in these decks no i i, I think they were pretty quick to learn that lesson after trina nemesis well you'd hope so <laughs> <laughs> after you just like destroyed a f- not destroyed a format but like you know irreparably changed a format with yeah, a certain it, it did a lot of it did a lot of things but then you also had like the impact that it had on stores as well where like they had to yep. change the way they were distributing the decks to stores because that deck was in such a high demand because mm-hmm. usually when you as a store when you order the commander decks from a distributor it comes in a, in a case of like i think back then it was two of each deck but now they come in a smaller case of one of each deck mm-hmm. so you could only get like say they come in like a, like a case of four you got one of each of them uh, but obviously, the, all the all the demand was there for for the true name Nemesis deck because players were just buying it for true name Nemesis and Blusterstorm. So mm-hmm. you were just like stores were just being left like stockpiles of like the other decks, but they could only reorder reorder one of each deck every time they did an order. Mm-hmm. So they did change that eventually, and I think they shipped with like I think it was two copies or three copies of the the, the, the Mind Seas deck, the Jaleva one, yeah, yeah, the Grixis one, yeah, yeah Mind Seas, and then like one other one. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, it was just a mess on all fronts, and kind of a shame it happened. 
Yeah, one of my favorite things as well is that I've, I don't think I've literally ever played against a copy of Trino Nemesis in a game of Commander. <laughs> yeah. And I play like a, it's, I play yeah, a it's not even that good in Commander, right? Yeah, I play like a lot of Commander, and it's just like I've never played against that card because it's just a three-one. <laughs> you're like, okay, I have forty life. I can do it. Like that dies to Toxic Damage, Wrath of God, and Damnation, and you know, targeted removal from another player from most of the group. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like okay, well, if if you care that much, you can just kill it. Like it dies to basically everything. Yeah. <laughs> just like doesn't matter, like tap me for three. That's fine because I'm being attacked for seven in the air by someone else. Which is in which case it's, a, it's kind of a cool design. It's like a card. Like, oh, I, I could see that, and like maybe put in like a Voltron deck as a secondary win condition, I guess. But then it doesn't kill anyone else because then you just have a three-one. Yeah. Because once you kill the player that you've named with Trudo Nemesis, you're just like, okay, I've got like two other people that I have to kill, and this is just a three-one that dies to literally everything. <laughs> but I still hate it on in uh, Legacy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I've lost more games to that card than any other card. <laughs> I just can't beat it. Like it's Maverick cannot beat that card. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a card that I've played against much myself, or sort of struggled against with much, because like Nauseam Tendrils doesn't really care about anything like that. <laughs> That's very true. But there was there was a, a brief a brief moment where I was playing Grixis Delver that it was uh, was certainly problematic against me. That card. Yeah, and that card's really good, especially with the G-Tail on it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Cool. So, do you want to move on to a slightly more wider-reaching discussion of Commander? Yeah, let's go for it. So, as someone that hates Commander, I'm going to keep bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what does Commander mean to you? Uh, so, Commander to me, it just kind of seems like kind of like the the opposite of like anything I would want to do when I'm playing Magic. So, when I think of Commander, I, I think of a, a group of friends all playing a big casual game together and nobody's really being like overly competitive and it's not a high stakes setting and it's it's just a bit of fun mm-hmm. which it's I, I think that's totally acceptable that's perfectly reasonable but that's that's something that doesn't really interest me like, as far as like magic goes like when i play magic personally i play magic for the competition i like to play competitively uh i like 1v1 yeah i don't know i, I think like if i was to just have like a just like a casual gaming setting with a couple of like a couple of us in like a multiplayer game, like I'd much rather just play a board game than play like Commander. Mm-hmm. So really glad I asked you that question because that doesn't lead well at all into what I want to talk about. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I think the thing is like I think even though you don't like Commander and don't play the format, I think that's a reasonable assessment. Yeah, um, I, I, I certainly respect it for what it is, but it's it's just not my cup of tea. You don't respect Commander players, don't lie. I didn't say I respect the players, I respect the format. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good enough, I'll, I'll take it. Um, I think this is Clip the thing. It. <laughs> I don't respect commander players. That would be your thing. That should be in your Twitter bio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, with literally nothing else. Just, <laughs> I don't respect commander players. I don't respect the players. <laughs> <laughs> that is quantifiably true. Um, so yeah, I think I think the thing is like even though you don't play the format, like you still you have an opinion on what it is and who it's for. Yeah, and I think that's part of the problem with Commander as a game is that and as a format is that it doesn't it's not the same for everyone, right? Yeah, definitely. Every different person has a slight idea of what Commander is for and what what Commander means to them and how it should be played and what the ban list should be and what should be in the decks. Like, and that's kind of a problem. I say kind of a problem. It's a massive problem. Um, so I. I love Commander. It's it has at times been my favourite format. It still is very high in my format. My formats. I think I did. I, I, I misspoke earlier when I said it was Legacy Link Commander because it's definitely Cube then Legacy Link Commander. <laughs> um, but 
I've played Commander pretty much as long as I've played Magic. It was pretty much the first format I played. Like, I played Standard for a little bit, and then I got in with a group of players who played Commander. Um, and I had... I built a Trustani Selesnya's voice deck, and Selesnya has been my favorite guild ever since. Yeah. And that morphed into a Reese the Redeemed token deck. Nice. Which then morphed into a Reese the Redeemed elf deck, which then turned into uh, a Seton Crozen Protector Druid tribal deck, which I then entirely foiled out for some reason. And then that changed into a Cisse deck. <laughs> and then I just dismantled the deck entirely. Um, but like I've, I've played Commander since like for as long as I play Magic, it's like, and I've always enjoyed it. And I think the thing that drew me in to start with was the fact that it was fun and casual and anyone could play regardless of the power level. Because everyone, everyone sort of had like, I think, so this was like 2013. Yeah. So I think everyone, not everyone, but most people I came into contact with, their idea of what Commander was, was we can just do as much nonsense as we want. We can play fun cards. We can play stupid cards. We can play cards that are bad. But if I get to this certain point of the game, it will do something fun. Yeah. And I feel like over the years, Commander has lost that as its identity. Whether people feel that, like think that's what the format's about or not, whether that's what people say the format is like, I don't think it's true anymore. I think the entire format has just been an arms race and the massive explosion in Commander content, I think there are, there are more Commander podcasts than there are any podcasts dedicated to any other format. Um, there are loads of YouTube channels with Commander Gameplay, Star City Games has their own version, obviously um, the Command Zone has Game Nights and stuff like that, just the explosion in Commander content, right? Yeah. Um, it's Everyone now knows what the best build is, what the best cards are, what cards you should be playing, what cards you shouldn't be playing, um, and whether, advisably or not, taking the words of Josh Lee Kwai and Jimmy Wong as gospel, despite the fact that they aren't perfect players. And like, they, they, they don't profess to be. They don't, like they don't think that they're the best at commander but people just seem to take because they're the most popular commander podcast they take their opinion as, as fact and truth yeah which, which means that like vidalcan is like 30 dollars for some reason <laughs> uh, and stuff like that like they say a card's good and that card spikes um they have a very much a hold on the format but i think this is the problem because everyone's deck is tuned now um and not to the point where you have like dual lands and stuff but where you have an infinite combo and your deck does what it's meant to be doing by turn five or six rather than before it was just a random uh, like a random mass of cards that you had so all kind of played to a similar game plan and it was fun and you won by like turn 20 after playing a full game of magic yeah and i'm very much aware that i'm looking back on this right like through rose colored glasses like this is what i feel like i remember it being yeah certainly like like everybody has has these stories of like these these big games or the, these big moments and like I know I have played Commander in the past like when I was first getting into Magic that was something that people were passionate about and I did I did we used to run Commander uh, FNMs and I built a deck to play in that and it was just like all right what have I got in my binder what have I got in this in this box we'll stick it together so mm-hmm. I did have like a Sadisi Reanimator deck that was that was cool and fun and you know even I have a commander story like I I once ultimated a, a Liliana Vess and put a put one of my opponents their uh, Phage the Untouchable into play that I didn't realise they had and lost the game that way. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Like that's, that's that's so good. I think that like that's the kind of thing that I think you're sort of getting at like when you when you talk about I guess the the past of commander. Yeah, of course. That's it's, it's the fun stuff, right? It's the stupid yeah. stuff. You don't you don't remember? Oh, my opponent enacted this infinite combo. 
on turn five and we all had to shuffle up again we you remember the okay this game lasted for about 45 minutes and something stupid happened and we all went ah, ha, 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 i can't believe that happened and we had fun and the game was played yeah these are the things that you remember and i feel like that becomes that's less and less that happens less and less it's like why i built so my uh golos Tyler's pilgrim deck the main way to win the game is assembling mazes end yeah because it's stupid and it's fragile and it's technically a 10 card combo <laughs> right like it's stuff like that then like that is fun and memorable not just uh i made us put a splinter twin on a pestamite or i put oh, a triskelion yeah right <laughs> so you can still play twin and commander yeah. <laughs> um or i put a triskelion in play what i had a michaeus and hallowed in play like i have those i, I have a, a triskelion and a michaeus in my Merin deck yeah. but that's because sometimes you just need a win condition right like you've been playing for 50 minutes and you need the toilet or you need to go for a cigarette or you want to get a drink or you want to stop playing magic for a bit so you just win the game um but it feels like it, it becomes less and less like that and i feel every time i sit down with a group of people everyone's just trying to gun for the win and like that's not what commander is about for i don't know it's my personal opinion but that's never been what commander's about it's not why i've enjoyed commander i've enjoyed commander because it's a break from it's a break from trying to win it's a, it's a break from combo decks it's a break from competitive magic where you're meant to be playing on top form the entire time it's a format where you're allowed to make mistakes and it doesn't punish you massively yeah and stuff like that and it's just fun and i because i you know magic is my hobby it's the pretty much the only hobby i have um because i don't have enough time or any attention span to pay attention to anything else um so that's that's an aspect of my main hobby my main interest that i can still use the same cards but i can play it in a different way and i don't want to be having infinite combos or like having to sit through a 15 minute turn paradox 15 minute paradox engine turn i oh, um, can't anymore right R.I.P. <laughs> no, don't rest in peace. Screw that card. Um, but yeah, like it's that's not what I enjoyed. And I used to have it. I used to have a Riku of Two Reflections deck that was like a deadly sort of storm type deck that won with a epic experiment for fifth, like for fifty. But I was sitting there for half an hour playing a turn, and my opponents just got bored and started conceding and like leaving the table. That's perfectly reasonable because that's not what we entered in for. Yeah. Um, and there's no prizes on the line. There's no you don't get more but you don't win more if you do it in a stupid way or like take loads of turns or do it really quickly or anything like that but this is the thing so i was sort of it's 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 kind of i want to say upset me it kind of upset me like that the format has moved towards this competitive edge or like this tuning your deck to it to within an inch of its life and playing the best cards and stuff like that and i, I do the same thing but it's because it's, it's just it's become less it's it feels like it's become less casual right yeah, definitely. It's kind of the nature of the game, right? Is you, you mm-hmm. look at you look at every every format really, and it's it's all about like what's the most efficient efficient deck I can build mm-hmm. in the constraints I have, which in Commander isn't isn't really a lot. Yeah, this is the thing. It's like it's a singleton format, right? The point of it is to draw cards, not have a consistent deck draw cards and play them and have fun with what happens with your deck and maybe you draw this part of your deck maybe you draw that part of your deck and just having fun with how the game goes not like casting demonic tutor vampiric tutor every turn because then your deck just does the same thing and why aren't you just playing modern or legacy or vintage or whatever yeah if you want that consistent powerful experience that's what 60 card formats exist for right this is meant to be and this is why i was excited when so with the most recent uh, band announcement um which everyone got really angry about as well um the bands were good the unbanned was fine it doesn't matter um they released the the philosophy of commander right the, the philosophy document yeah 
and it was written by Sheldon Menery, who essentially invented the format, or at least popularized the format, and a group of people who were in charge of Commander, they're in charge of the ban list and everything like that. So this is what they think, like the people in charge of the format, this is what they think that should be done. And the first sentence is Commander is for fun. Yeah. And I guess if you have fun, like putting a dramatic reversal under a, under a nice conceptor and winning the game, sure. But that's not that's fun for you. It's not fun for everyone. So you can find the the philosophy document, which is currently on the the mothership page. If you just Google it, Commander Philosophy Document is the first first link. And there's a lot of words in bold that have been bolded for um, for importance. So like resonant experience, right? Social contract, emphasise the format's flavour. Um, it does not seek to regulate competitive play, right? This is for the ban list. Um, and this is the, one of the things about the ban list is the primary focus of the list is on cards that are problematic because of their extreme consistency, ubiquity, and or ability to restrict others' opportunities. So they're banning cards that not necessarily because they're powerful, because they go infinite, but because they stop people, the other people having fun. Because the point of a commander game is for everyone to have played a game, everyone to have fun, there to be a bit of a story, rather than just, oh, I played this, I own a shield of mirror, name black, this person playing monobot can't play the game anymore. Yeah. Because why are they sitting down? Why have they shuffled 100 cards and resolved mulligans and cast some ramp spells if you're just going to shut them out? Like, that's that's not fun. The They, they say that the initial reason for Commander, Commander exists as an alternative to competitive play, as a reprieve from that, as a reprieve from, from you know, hyper-aggressive and all of these things. It's just meant to be fun. Like, you're meant to be able to cast a Genesis Wave for 30 and, and do some stupid nonsense and have fun. Yeah. So people are meant to... You enter into get you're entering into a game of commander. So it's a four-player game with three of your friends who you want to play a game with, not three of your opponents that you want to beat. And all of it comes down to personal opinion and it's subjective, right? Yeah, for sure. But it feels like it's gotten away from that. Yeah. And that everything's slightly more spiky and everything's more tuned. It's getting more competitive, and I'm finding less and less myself able to enjoy that. Yeah. Because CEDH is a thing, right? Capacitive EDH is a, is a format. Yeah, definitely. But currently, it exists alongside Commander. Like, the casual side of it, I guess, it has the same ban list. It's still restricted. So lots of people from that community got upset when Paradox Angel was banned. Because that was a win condition on a lot of decks. Yeah. Because the card's busted. Um, but Sheldon Manning has said, if you want, if a group of competitive EDH players wants to make a ban list for that format and sort of separate it from it because it is a separate format yeah because there's a difference between going like Tapland Tapland Kadama's Reach this from like Mana Crypt Sol Ring Signet Ice Concept like yeah. that's different format right <laughs> and no one's you're not playing on the same level you're not trying you, you don't enter it with the same goal because your goal is to win a game of magic other people's goal is to play a game of magic so like the, and the, the, the last sentence of the philosophy document is the format can be broken we believe games are more fun if you don't so that it's it's a game that's meant to be played not to be won essentially winning's fun and there's no point playing a game of magic playing a game if you're not trying to win but you're trying to get there in an interesting way yeah rather than just playing a nonsense combo that wins immediately so people don't like and I think part of the problem as well is that there's another side to it from that. So, like, there's people that have distanced themselves from the idea of Commander as a casual format and want to have the build, the deck building restrictions, but want to try and tune that as much as possible, which I respect. Like, it's a cool thing to do, but, like, it's not personally what I think Commander is about. But there's also people that have sort of clung on to that, being like, it's a casual format. You know when you play, you see a game of Commander and it's lasted for three hours yeah. because no one has attacked and, and, and no one has made correct threat assessment and nothing's happening. Like, they have 200 power on board in the air, but they won't attack because they want the game to carry on. Like, that's not fun either. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of different sides to it. And I just feel like the idea of Commander is 
has is modelled and lost, and the fact that they put out this philosophy document, I thought was going to be a good thing that would sort of unify people. But that was never going to happen because people have different ideas about everything, right? Yeah, for we, sure. We can't we can't even agree on what should happen in modern. So <laughs> to to, to oh, agree the, on the, thing, the things I would do for a modern philosophy document from Wizards, that would be I, that's what that's what I need, yeah. honestly, to define the format. But yeah, this is the thing. Like, Commander's in a confused place, and it's annoying because it, it's such a great for it has potential to be such a great format where you just play with some friends and. And like you said, like you'd rather play a board game. That's fine. I like. I, I would enjoy also playing a board game um, with a group of friends. But it's just that magic. I, I get the flavor, and I get to play cards I like, and I get to play my foils and my, my fun cards. Um, so I get to experience a side of magic outside of trying to win all the time and playing a tuned, consistent deck. Yeah, for sure. So it's annoying. Um, also, my, my main thing is don't be on your phone while you're playing Commander, please. Please pay attention to the game. Do not just randomly text. If you get a call, it's an important call. You get a text, it's an important text. Maybe tell everyone else at the table, like, I need to reply to, I need to respond to this, I need to deal with this. And that's fine. But if you're just sitting there scrolling through, like, Reddit, while you're trying to engage with your friends and have a game of magic, then I'm going to scoop and not want to play with you again. Because yeah. it's really annoying, because we've sat down and agreed to play a game. Don't just do something else. Yeah, I mean, the only magic or play is there's tournament magic so that, that that is something that is against the tournament rules so <laughs> it should be against the rules and I, i'm not i'm not opposed to people just having their phones out so that if something flashes up you know things happen like emergencies happen yeah or, for sure if you need to like get the oracle text for a card or something yeah exactly like things that, but if you're just sit, sitting there scrolling through twitter like wh- why <laughs> you're meant to be engaging in this thing why are you then bored and doing something? If you're bored by a game of command, don't play it. I don't know. It's just it's annoying. Like, I, I don't know. I know it's, it's very much like my subjective opinion, my personal opinion about commander, but it just feels like it, it isn't what I enjoyed it for initially. Yeah. Um. And I think that's a shame. And I think I, I can't decide which is more annoying: the uber competitive players that play mana crypts and mana vaults and stuff, or the people that don't know how to, uh, don't want to attack people because they want the game to last for three hours. Both of those are bad. <laughs> Please find a happy middle ground. Yeah, I, I think there's there's a lot of room for a middle ground. I think with with Commander, I think because it is because it's a casual format, because it doesn't really follow any sort of to- tournament rules. It's a lot. It allows for a lot more sort of flexibility in what you can do as a play group. Like you can just totally house rules it if that's something you want to do. If mm-hmm. you like, if 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 it's something that you all agree on, you can use like on cards you can use banned cards you can you know make your make your own rules up like that's how we see things like like tiny leaders and oathbreaker sort of come about so they're just variants that people people try out and want, want to play and i think as long as you can decide on something that you're all happy with within your play group then i think you can find definitely a happy medium but i mm-hmm. just wouldn't recommend playing commander side events at a, at a grand prix against people you don't know that's the thing like i'm, I'm very much about sitting with my group of three or four friends and playing some games because we all get along and there's friendly conversation going on between us as well and we all understand each other and we all have fun and there's talking whereas if you're sitting around with like four strangers and like no one knows exactly what you're meant to do like what the power of the next is going to be in like that's i can't i don't know i fail to find the joy in that unless you would yeah. like, i don't know maybe maybe, I mean, maybe people are a lot less socially anxious than i am and they, they enjoy that and want to do that but um yeah maybe don't do gp side events because someone will turn up with their stupid combo deck and try and beat you all because there's actual prizes on the line yeah i, don't know. I feel like i've just done a run thank you for allowing me to run it's it's not a problem at all excellent commander is, is obviously very much your field i mm-hmm. yeah like i don't i don't have a have a horse in this race, but I, I do I do think I have a, 
an understanding of the format and mm-hmm. it's something that because it is because it is a casual format you can have you can just just have your own take on the format that, that's something that i i see a lot in in like like old school for example that's something i can relate to in that like old school is a is a community managed format as well like you've got the you know the small group in sweden where the format i mean quote unquote originated mm-hmm. you see so many different variants that are played all, all over the world and as long as everybody's fine and happy with playing with with their their house rules their rule set then you know you can manage things however you want i think it's it's all about just finding finding what works for you as as a play group yeah absolutely if you if you, you and your friends want to play balls to the wall combo do it if you and your friends want to play three hour games of commander that don't go anywhere do it like if that's what you enjoy but i just think in terms of like strangers entering into a format and understanding generally what we should be doing i think the philosophy document is a lot closer to that than than either of those two extremes yeah agree definitely i think i think there's there's just always going to be an issue when you're playing a casual format like command well i guess when you're playing commander the casual format for for prizes like when you bring competitive elements into a casual format it's it's just it's never going to work no because you'll come and say okay this is just this is a sanctioned way that i can just play have fun and play my you know ilhag the raised board deck that isn't particularly good and have fun and then someone's like i'm going to bring my i don't even know what the top tier of competitive magic is at the moment i'm pretty sure like the new the five code is is pretty good food chain anyway i'm gonna bring my food chain jack and i'm just gonna win in yeah, 10 minutes like, and, and win like all these first points. liver food chain and yeah sure, exactly. and, yeah like doomsday yeah, exactly. combo yeah, exactly i'm gonna bring this and, and win it's like that's not great um but, but just playing, but playing from, from like from the competitive magic viewpoint because you're entering a you're entering a, a tournament for prizes you're in a competitive tournament so from the competitive magic viewpoint that is the correct thing to do which is at odds of with the format as a whole yeah exactly um and there isn't because because the cards there are cards legal that are busted and powerful and will win the game very quickly there's always that possibility and we shouldn't just ban all those cards because they're not you know a problem unless they're all then the balance would be too long and deck diversity would be stifled and stuff like that um but i mean to be fair like i will have all my commander decks on me at, at, at the magic fest if people want to play some commander like i'm definitely going to try and play some games of commander in between um legacy side events yeah even i managed to play a game last time and that was uh, you were so horrendous. miserable the entire time yeah <laughs> it was so funny i was playing as well as near commander deck like i can't think just, of anything more than me you just didn't do anything <laughs> it was so funny you were just sitting there like genuinely looking miserable just i think you cast like a sort of sword of fire and ice at some point i yeah I, I had a sword on the board and then i tried to cast a gaddock teague and then it got killed or countered or something and then i was yeah. like dead the next turn yeah it's like um me and Emma partner like having a great time like playing stupid spells and you're just like this isn't fun in my defense that deck was awful yeah. <laughs> it was just like i needed i needed to build like a green white deck because i didn't have a green white deck and green white is um you know a kind of combination that i use as a substitute for having a personality so i had to have a green white deck and i love gaddock teague but it was just it was just so boring it was such, <laughs> such a bad deck and like you know, um, Emma was playing like my what was there my my yidris like landfall stupid make loads of lands and do loads of flashy stuff deck and i was playing like um my like four color reanimator deck that was like flipping and flopping stuff out of the graveyard and you were just like make a sword <laughs> don't equip it die okay <laughs> yeah i'm sorry about that yeah it's it's not a problem i'm sure i'll have loads of fun when i inevitably play it again this weekend oh yeah um, i'm i hope you're excited to you know 
play one-on-one commander on my living room floor until four in the morning no No. okay (laughs) (laughs) nope absolutely not Um, i I did i did have like an actual commander deck that i did care about at one point as well like i mean i've spoken about my locust god deck on here before like Mm -hmm. that that was cool like i only got to play it like a couple of times but Mm -hmm. i i I enjoyed that but that was very much so like in that sort of spiky side of things there were like four infinite combos in there and when I built it, I kind of built it wanting wanting to make something that was going to be fast and efficient. Yeah, I don't know. The, the format's just just not not for me, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's something that I, I've been thinking about quite a bit uh, recently. When um, so we had a discussion in one of my sort of local play groups about uh, about a draft format that we're going to do sort of next month, and then I figured like it's been so long since I drafted Conspiracy, and like um, I think the the date that that everyone picked that they could draft was like the day before my birthday so I figured let's do a conspiracy draft for my birthday and that got me thinking about multiplayer magic and I was like well I really love conspiracy as a draft format like I genuinely one of my favourite formats is, is conspiracy and that's yeah, multiplayer really mm-hmm. but I, I think with, with that the multiplayer comes into it as a mechanic rather than it's just like a multiplayer game of magic yeah yeah I agree so that I think, I think there's, a, there's a big difference there and I think it, it, it I think it's just that that lack of that lack of lack of consistent identity or consistent philosophy. I think between players is, is what I guess puts me me off commander. It doesn't my player uh, psycho psychotype psychograph psychographic. No, I don't know. Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't mesh well with a Johnny and me. Let's say. Yeah, sure. That's the thing. I think like I'm one of every one of them, including Volthas. So I think Commander very much appeals to me. Yeah. Because, I mean, the biggest side of me is definitely Timmy, so it's fine. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I think I'm just, to... I'm just somewhere wedged perfectly between Johnny and Spike, I think. Uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds right for you. Yeah. Yeah, very much the Spike. Very much the uh, Spike card from uh, Unstable. Oh, that card is so good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, uh, anything else on Commander before we move on? Oh, please no. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, thank you for indulging me for episode 69. Nice. Yeah. All right, so we have one last thing to touch on before we, we sign off for this week. It's modern. Uh, it's Hogak. Uh, yeah. So there was a, the Magic Fest, or I guess the, the GP over the weekend, uh, had was it five of the top eight decks were variations of Hogak decks. Yep. It's It's still a massive problem. Yep. However, today we did kind of have word about a ban and restriction announcement. Yeah, we did, or the lack thereof. Yeah, we had Aaron Forsyth, uh, who's currently the vice president, uh, works in design for Wizards of the Coast, uh, is somebody who is who's very much one of the key players when it comes to the the, the ban and restricted cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, put out a tweet today, it says, We aren't going to be emergency banning anything. There are scheduled BNR announcements. The next scheduled announcement is on the 26th of August. Yep, so nothing's changing before um, Magic Fest Birmingham or Magic Fest Vegas. Yeah. Which it, it makes sense. Yeah, I think it, it kind of does at, at this point, right? I, I think the I think the, the time the time when they should have banned something probably should have come the, the Monday after the Mythic Championship. Mm-hmm. But now they've left that you know left a bit of time since then and we've got a modern gp coming up this weekend in birmingham it's kind mm-hmm. of too late to do anything sort of right now to change that people have already got their decks people have already you know paid to attend the event and they're going to register the hogak deck and then i think more importantly they have uh, they have 
Magic vs Vegas coming up the, the weekend after that. Yeah, which is is a, it's a big one. It's kind of like the the flagship Magic Fest, really. Yeah, it's it's sort of the Magic Fest, the GP of the year, right? Yeah, and, it's the biggest uh, biggest deal. Like realistically, like if they if they hadn't done anything to the ban list, like by now, like the, the, there was no chance they were going to do anything before Vegas that would put them the main event of that that GP in, in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, I think the fact that someone like Aaron Forsyth is willing to make a statement about the next band like reminding people when the next band like i don't know maybe maybe i'm reading too much into it but the fact is like there's going to be a like like think about the next band list i don't know it kind of seems it's, it's got to get banned right i, would, I don't know what yeah, any I of the words so. i don't know what any of the words i just said meant <laughs> i had an idea in my head and was unable to formulate it with my mouth but <laughs> i think the thing is like because i felt i like i said like last week like after we'd after we'd had the discussion on, on, on Hogak and then I went on Twitter and, and listened to other podcasts and people seem to disagree with my opinion that Hogak needs to be banned. But Hogak just needs to be ba- Like, I'm going to double down on it. Like, I just think that's correct, right? Yeah, I, I think a, a lot of people that I'm seeing talk about it and hearing talk about it very much have, have a problem with the, with the deck. And it, Hogak is just, just the problem card. Like, even if you look at, like, the the evolution of the of the deck um, over the, this weekend, and the, the, the GP, there were a couple of different variations of, of the deck, but they all, you know, hinge around Hogak as being sort of the, the main the main card and I, I think it's when you get to that where it starts to sort of turn into kind of the same problem that, that Eldrazi had. Like there were there were a couple of different ways to build the Eldrazi deck, but they were they were all very powerful and it was just it was just taking advantage of the same thing, like Eye of Ugin and that was so it was definitely a card that had to go at the time and I think Dogak just has to go here as well. Yeah, and I think there was also that um that post from Mark Rosewar on Blogotog where he answered a question and, and said that it just said that it was a mistake, like they'd made a mistake and Hogak was a mistake. Yeah. And I think when you've got, you know, Mark Rosewater saying that it's a mistake, like it's it's reasonable to ban it. Like there was a lot of you know, there was a lot of talk about um the fact that you can't ban a card from the new set, like what the you know, the, the new exciting Modern Horizon set that's that's meant to shake up the format, you can't ban a card from that, but you absolutely can. Oh like, yeah. it's just... I mean you know, they printed Splinter Twin in Modern Masters twenty fifteen and then banned it from the modern format not long after the set came out. Yep. Like it's it's perfectly fine to ban it, and I think we should and I mean, to be fair, I'm not gonna be excited about the format even when it does get banned. Uh, but I think for the help of the format, it's just necessary. Uh, yeah, especially when it's putting you know five copies in the top eight of a tournament, and they're not even all the same build, and you know. Yeah, definitely. I think. I mean, just the fact that pretty much every single deck has to play four copies of Leyline in the Void in the seventy-five yep. is just just a bit a big problem. Oh, speaking of the number seventy-five, uh, I'm assuming you also saw the uh, the thing about the person that whether they messed up their deck submission onto a modern league and accidentally put the 75 of hogak list into their main deck and yes. still went 5-0 yeah that was that that was the thing yeah they they'd left their, their sad board in on on magic online and 5 0 the competitive modern league with a hogak deck yep that's how good hogak is you can just play a 75 card deck that's less consistent with all your cyborg cards that are situational and bad in your main deck and still win yep if that's not <laughs> proof of how busted the card is like oh, it's so it's so stupid it's yeah. so so stupid uh, yeah, I think that does think... hold hopeful for the future, though. I think if not Hogak, I mean probably just Hogak itself. But if not Hogak itself, then I think I think something will be some sort of action will be taken against the deck. I think um, come the twenty sixth of August, which will be the the day after the after their Magic Fest Las Vegas. 
Mm-hmm. I think um, we're just going to talk about Hogak on this podcast every week until it gets banned. Yes, quite probably. So, Hopefully only two more weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So that is pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, If you want to get in touch and give us your opinions, like what do you think about Hogak? Should it just be banned? Should something else be banned? Come at us. Let us know about Commander as well. What are your thoughts on Commander? What what is your philosophy when you you think Commander, when you play Commander? Do you want to play competitive? Do you want to play casual? Do you want to play somewhere in between? You can get at us on social media. On Twitter, we are at HFDcast or facebook.com slash hrefdcast or you can get at me on my own personal social media on twitter I am at peachgardenoaf that's oaf with an f or on facebook I'm joe loudon you can find me in pretty much any of the magic groups I'll be I'll be around not talking commander <laughs> never talking commander uh, you can find me on twitter at snail69 nice uh, that's s-n-e-a-l 69 Nice. I thought some input. <laughs> it's not nice when it's just the number six nine. N I C E. God damn it! <laughs> yes, that. Um, yeah, see, sixty nine is a very important number to me. Nice. God damn it! <laughs> Stop ruining the podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, if if I you guess... do want to come see us in person as well, if that if yeah. you are attending uh, GP or I guess Magic Fest Birmingham, we will be there playing Legacy all weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, come say hi. Yep, <laughs> that's, that, that's as good as that gets. Yeah, I mean, I have I'm, I have a massive yellow backpack, so that's pretty easy to spot. Uh, and I will also be sweating profusely uh, from anxiety and heat, <laughs> and yeah. possibly illness. I I've kind of like I'm a white guy of average height with a beard. I'm sure you'll be able to spot me. <laughs> yeah, you do really blend in well. <laughs> awesome. So that is pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, once again, the Godfarer has returned. We're approaching the second hour. We'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation.